Welcome to episode 144 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. Today, we're going to talk about uncomplicating your eating in a deficit. That's right. How do we make it easier? How do we make it simpler? How do we make it take up less space in your brain? That's what we're talking about today. Let's go. Hello, hello. I cannot believe it, but the unofficial start of summer, well, for those of us here in America, the unofficial start of summer is upon us. Memorial Day weekend is here. I hope you're doing something fun. No big plans here. COVID has actually infected my household. We're just trying to make it through that. So far, so far, I'm testing negative, though I haven't felt great this week. I'm negative. I definitely want to get outside this weekend, spend a little bit of time in the woods if I can. It's going to need to be somewhere super close. Rocky isn't fully vaccinated quite yet, so I can't take him on adventures and we're still potty training him, so I can't be that far away. But all that will change shortly, I'm sure. I am looking for a nice, easy, uncomplicated weekend after what has been a difficult week. That's what I want. Uncomplicated. And speaking of uncomplicated, let's talk about uncomplicating our eating. Do you ever consider when did it all become so complicated for you? When did food become complicated for you? So many rules, so much stress. When my kids were really little, one of my very favorite memories is reading them the entire Little House on the Prairie series. We did it over many, many months. I would sit in my boy's room and I don't know if my daughter was even old enough to be a part of this, frankly. I don't remember. Um, I definitely would was sitting in my boy's bedroom. She may have been listening in from across the hall, but she would have been very, very young. We adored those books. And I think about when I, when I think about those books, I remember how they would make meals in those books. And frankly, in terms of effort, it sounds terrible. Like, you know me, I'm like recipes that aren't really recipes. And they're like out there, like lighting a fire and churning the butter and (laughs) hunting the meat. I don't want to do any of that. Like so much work, but simple in terms of this is what we're eating because this is what we have. This is what we have to eat. So this is what we're eating. Believe me, I'm definitely not saying I want to go live on the prairie with Mary and Laura. Like I don't, I don't want my kids toys to be like a blown up pig bladder. (laughs) You guys remember that part? That part has like been seared into my brain for some reason, but simplicity sounds good. Do you believe you can create simplicity with food. Do you? Do you think you can get to a point where you don't spend so much mental energy on what and when and how much food you'll eat? I do. I believe that for sure. I believe you can do that. Now, yes, when you're in a deficit phase, there is a need to be aware of total energy. Absolutely, without a doubt. But even then, we can find ways to make eating less complicated. And that's specifically what I want to talk with you about today is uncomplicating your food in a deficit. I'm going, and and it will apply to being in maintenance as well. For sure it will, but I'm specifically speaking to those of you who are in a deficit and they're just like, ugh, why is this so hard? I'm going to give you my top four ways to uncomplicate your food in a deficit. Let's jump in. Number one is drop 
food rules. If you listen to me for any length of time, that is not going to be a surprise to you. I want you to kick to the curb anything in your brain that calls for banning certain foods or food groups. There is no one food that made you gain weight. Okay, you are not overweight if you are, you know, obviously not talking to everybody here, but if you're like, I want to lose weight and like I have some extra weight on me, it's not there because you ate carbs. It's not there because you ate fat. It's not there because you ate sugar. There is no one food that made you gain weight. There is no one food that is keeping you from losing weight. We make nutrition so hard for ourselves when we follow arbitrary rules about what food is good and what food is bad, what food is allowed, what food is forbidden when no one food is the cause or the solution. The overriding rule is there is room for all food in your diet, even when you're in a weight loss phase. Now, dose is going to be important because energy balance is important. And also there are some foods that have more nutrients and some that provide less nutrients. So dose is important, but baseline is no banned foods. And I know that's easier said than done. I know there can be a lot of hesitation, even fear, or angst about adding back in foods that you have banned in the past, but that's the work, my friend. And I'm here to help you with that. So give yourself grace as you practice adding those foods back in. Okay. It's going to be practice, but you can get to the point where you can include all foods, see the progress you're looking for and not feel that angst around it, but it'll take practice for some people. Some people are kind of ease into it and they can just ease right into that. And other people, it's like, I have to do this a lot before I can worry about, um, before I can not worry about eating the bread or the cookies or whatever it is. But that's number one. First thing we're going to do to uncomplicate your food in a deficit is drop the food rules. All right. Second thing that I'm going to suggest to you is a great way to uncomplicate your food in a deficit is to simplify your meals by following an easy meal template, which is not the same as a meal plan, to be very clear. Although I do think I called the, the highlight uh, on Instagram that I made for you about this. Uh, meal plan because they give you such a short number of characters uh, on there, but know that I'm not giving you meal plans. I'm not saying eat this food, eat that food, eat this food. That's a meal plan. A meal template is, is just that. It's a template for you to use in planning your meals. One that I find useful is protein plus fiber plus micros plus taste. And I created a template for you that you can screenshot and use as you create meals. It's a little checklist and you can be like, okay, what's my protein? I'll fill that in. What's my fiber today for this meal? What's my micros for this meal? Do I like the taste of this meal? You can find that in my highlights on Instagram. If you're like, wait, what are highlights? Those are those little circles on a person's profile page. Go to the first one and you will find this template. You can screenshot it and then you can um, fill it in. All right, so let's talk through this template. We're going to start at the end there with taste. Stop eating food you don't like. There is no need for that. There are loads of food out there, so pick something you like. There are no required foods. You don't have to eat peas if you don't like them. You don't have to eat broccoli if you don't like it. Yes, you need to eat vegetables, but there's a world of vegetables out there, okay? You don't have to cook your food in a certain way for it to be, quote unquote, diet food right? That's a terrible way to live. You don't need to eat plain chicken. You don't need to eat plain broccoli. You can put a little butter or cheese. There are no required foods. There are no required cooking 
methods. Eat food you like the taste of. That is number one. All right. Once you've got that under control, you're like, yes, this meal I'm making, it will be tasty. It will be tasty. And that's it. It's not every meal has to be like a party in your mouth. Not everything has to taste like um, the best meal of your life, but we want you to enjoy it. So that's number one. Like I said, I started at the end. So let's go back to the beginning. Protein. Pick your protein. All meals should be based around protein. Fish, eggs, chicken, yogurt, ground beef, all kinds of meat, loads of protein sources. I've got full podcast episodes on protein. Pick your protein. Every single meal should be based around a protein. Next piece of the template is pick your fiber. Make a big old list of all the fiber-filled foods you like. My go-tos might not be your go-tos. Mine are raspberries, avocados, oats, whole grain bread, lentils. I love Dave's Thin Bread. Uh, You know, a great source of fiber that I hate though is pears. I don't care how great of a source of fiber pears are. I do not like them. I cannot abide the taste of a pear. So good news for me, I never have to eat pears. I won't do it. If I was at your house and you like served pears, I would eat them like I would. But typically, I'm not in that situation where somebody's trying to feed me a pear at their house. But choose the fiber-filled foods you like. Here's what I want you to do. Google high-fiber foods. Okay? Take that in. See which ones you like. Make yourself a big old master list. Choose at least one for each meal from your list when you're ready to create your meals. Boom. You've got your fiber. There are so many, and so many of them are easy. It's just like literally like eat a handful of raspberries right? So protein, fiber, and last are those micros. We got to get your micros in. And those are going to come in the terms of, in the, in terms, in the form of vegetables or fruit at every meal, every meal, people, minimum two meals daily should have vegetables. You could go all three, but I know not everybody likes vegetables at breakfast and some breakfasts just aren't conducive to having a vegetable. So if you're not going to have a vegetable with breakfast, have a fruit, get those micronutrients in there, get that volume in there. There are plenty of breakfast, by the way, that you can get vegetables in, scrambles. So like you could put spinach or peppers or mushrooms or onions or all of those. You could also do omelets. I personally find omelets so, so hard. I fail at those terribly. So I just start how I know it's going to end, which is scrambled, (laughs) right? Same idea though. You can do a smoothie. Oh gosh, I love my smoothie. You guys have seen this. I've posted it before. You can put all kinds of vegetables in there. Spinach is a great one. Like you can load a smoothie up with spinach and not taste it at all. So much nutrition in there, all those micros in there, but you're not thinking like, oh, I'm eating spinach. This is a great way if you're not a veggie lover to get vegetables in, is in a smoothie. And I know this one sounds weird, but frozen okra, it's a great thing to put in a shake. Doesn't change the texture, doesn't change the flavor, lots of micronutrients, get some variety in your vegetables. So you're not maybe eating the same two or three because how often you eat an okra? I'm betting not a lot. I wasn't. So that's a good one. So another great way to get vegetables in at breakfast. And like I said, you don't have to, but if you're looking for ways to do it, um, you could do similar to like what with a scramble, you can do a veggie bake. Katie Crocus has an amazing, amazing one that is so high in protein. Well, it's not super high in protein. It gets a nice little burst of protein and it's really packed with vegetables. That's where it shines. And so many vegetables and this like little hit of protein, like you're going to want to add more. I think it's got like 20 grams of protein. So like I eat it with my protein shake and then I get a nice big old burst of protein, but so many vegetables in this. It's got, um, 
oh gosh, it's got a ton of spinach and it's like a huge frying pan that's filled with spinach and yellow squash and zucchini. And then you put it in, there's eggs and there's cheese. The macros on this are stellar as far as like total calories. And then so much micronutrition with all of these vegetables. I don't know if this recipe is on Katie's feed or if it's not, do you guys know Katie, by the way, if you don't know Katie Kokos, Katie is uh, my co-host on decades of strength, my other podcast, the decades of strength. If you don't know that I have another podcast, I do, uh, with Katie Crocus and Marcy Nevin. Katie is my co-host over there. Katie is a recipe developer. She also develops the recipes for my membership, my monthly membership. Katie, um, contributes three recipes every month to my group, um, really macro-friendly recipes. Um, she has cookbooks. So this recipe is definitely going to be one of her cookbooks that's not on her feed, and that's any one of those cooks, cook, 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 stuttering here. Any one of those cookbooks would definitely be something worth um, investing in anyway, if you're looking for delicious, easy, macro-friendly meals. Okay, so that's number, that's the end of the template, right? We got to the end of the template. So let's go back. I'm gonna go over the template one more time. You can find this on Instagram in my highlight bubble. You're gonna simplify your meals by following an easy meal template. The one I'm giving you here is protein plus fibro plus micros plus taste. Base every meal around that. It's going to make so, so much easier for you. All right. So let's move on to number three. So we did number one, which was drop your food rules. Number two, simplify your meals by following the template. Number three is find easy foods to plug into those templates. Sometimes I follow multi-step rules for recipes, rules. <laughs> Okay, let me try that again. Sometimes I follow multi-step recipes for meals. Absolutely, I do. But at least as often, I do low effort recipes that are not really recipes. Like that's my standard. That is my go-to. Things like boxed lentil soup that I warm up on a pot on the stove, dump in a can of canned chicken and a handful of spinach. Okay, do you see how that met that template? I've got my canned chicken and my lentils are both uh, for uh, protein. I've got my fiber, got those lentils in there that, wow, great for fiber. My micronutrients, there's veggies in the, uh, in the soup that's boxed, but I also add an extra handful of spinach in there, right? So I hit that and taste, I love it, it's delicious. And it's just dump and stir, boom, ready. It's ready in like five minutes. It's just war dump and warm. Okay, so you see how those were easy foods that fit that template. Yes, you can use recipes. Yes, I just recommended a recipe book for you. But you should also have plenty of these easy foods to plug in as well. Things like bagged salads, bagged frozen vegetables, pre-chopped vegetables and fruit. I know it's weird that I don't like watermelon. I've mentioned it here before. I don't like melon of any kind. I do revisit that a few times a year though, because we can learn to like food. I've learned to like tons of food but still, no, I still don't like it. I haven't tried yet this summer. I'll try again this summer. See if I can like watermelon. Maybe I'll do that live. Maybe I'll do that like live on my Instagram, but I don't just cook for me. I cook for a family who likes watermelon. And a lot of time I buy that watermelon pre-cut because it's just faster. It's just easier. And you better believe I buy onions pre-chopped. I'm not chopping my own onions over here. I'm just not. So pre-chopped vegetables, real winner for easy food bags of frozen cooked shrimp. These are so easy. You literally just keep them in your freezer and then you just pull out the number of shrimp you want. 
and the way you, and I'm putting this in air quotes, cook them because you're not going to cook them. They're already cooked. Just put them under cold water to thaw them for a few minutes. And then you can chop them up, put them on your salad. You could just eat them, literally just eat them like that. Just like shrimp. Um, I really like them on salads. You can put them in stir fries, just kind of dump them in at the end um, and warm them up. Frozen and cooked shrimp come as in clutch for me. Tuna packs, tuna packs. I have so many of those in my cupboard at all times. Cottage cheese. Now, when you think about reducing processed food, this is not the level of processing we're trying to limit. The stuff I just mentioned to you that's pre-chopped and it's in cans, it's you know in some kind of tub of some sort. This is not what I'm talking about when I say that, okay, we should, re- we should limit processed food. This is the kind of processing that makes healthy food more easily accessible to you. So take advantage of it. All right, so that's number three, find easy foods to plug into those templates. All right, number four. Number four, I have to find it on my notes. By the way, I always use notes for my podcast. You're like, what are you doing there? What are you doing? Uh, I would not be able to remember what I wanted to say to you because that's not how my brain works. Number four, play your favorites on repeat. This is a very overlooked strategy. Now, if you have a breakfast or two or three and a lunch or two or three and like six day dinners that you like, you can just plug them and play. Everyone's tolerance for this is going to be different. I can stand and in fact, I enjoy a high degree of sameness, like across my life. I watch the same episodes of The Office and Friends over and over and over again. And I laugh just as hard. Like I, I can watch, I can watch the episode where they have the fire and Oscar falls through the ceiling. I can watch and, they, and, and, uh, and, and the cat is Angela throws the cat. <laughs> I can watch that a million times and I still find it funny, like over and over and over again. When I find a song I like, I will literally listen to it and repeat for days. And that one drives my kiddo nuts. She's always like, you're ruining the song. You're ruining it. You've played it 15 times in a row. I do the same thing with my food. I will eat the same thing for breakfast for a month or two months. And then when I feel a desire for something else, I'll switch it. Right now, my breakfast is standardized. I, every morning I'm eating a banana and protein hot chocolate. If you haven't heard my recipe for protein hot chocolate, this is one of those easy recipes. I buy premier protein. You could try another pre-made protein. I've tried several others and I did not like them. I like premier's pre-made protein. I dump it in a mug. I warm it for a minute and 30 seconds. It gets a little, people are like, doesn't it curdle? And I guess that's what's happening at the top. There's this little bit of a skin, which I know that's a gross word to put, but it's a little bit of a skin. I just grab that with my spoon and throw it out. It's delicious. You can put a little squirt of ready whip on it if you want. So that's my protein hot chocolate. It takes a minute and 30 seconds. I have a banana. And then I have my Dave's Thin Bread toasted, two slices toasted. Yes, I ate two whole slices of bread. A smear of avocado on both of those pieces of toast. And then a heap of cottage cheese on both of them. It is like so yum, 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 yum. Think about that template I gave you. It's delicious. Protein, fiber, micronutrients hitting them all, hitting them all. Now you might have less of a tolerance for this kind of repetition than I do. Maybe you're like, I don't do those things. I don't like to watch the same shows. I don't like to eat the same foods. Totally fine. Use it to the degree that is useful for you. Maybe you come up with five breakfasts you love and you eat one each day. Like every Monday you eat the same breakfast and every Tuesday or once a week, it doesn't have to be the same day. That might be an easy way for you to remember it. So it's still using this principle of repetition but it doesn't have to be like every single day. Or maybe you come up with 
two lunches or breakfasts that you rotate between. And you're like, that feels good to me. Or three, use this principle to the degree that it is a good fit for you. The number isn't important, just the idea that there's a rotation and you are not constantly needing to reinvent the wheel. That's the important part. Okay, that is my list. That is, those are my top four ways to help you uncomplicate your food in a deficit. And I might add, I do this in maintenance. Like I'm in maintenance right now. It's just an easy peasy way to eat. So let's go back over them one more time, right? I'm going to hit this, hit all four. Number one, we're going to drop food rules. Number two, simplify your meals by following an easy meal template. Number three, find easy foods to plug into those templates. And then number four, use that idea of repetition, have your meals uh, on a, a schedule of repetition. Now, remember, if you want support with your fitness journey, whether it's your eating or your training or both that you need help with, doors open to my signature eight-week course, Fitter After 40, in less than three months. Woohoo! August 25th, the doors will open to the wait list. If you are at all interested in learning how to eat and how to train after 40 to get in the best shape of your life, get on that wait list. Not only are you going to have first access to the course, but you're going to get a sweet discount and some pretty dang amazing bonuses that are not going to be available to the general public. So get on that list. I will put, you can find it in two places. I'm going to put the link here on the show notes for the podcast, or you can go to my website, kimshalogfitness.com. You'll see it right in the beginning. It says fitter after 40, join the wait list, click that link. You just drop in your name and your email and you'll get an email from me. And actually one of the things you get when you join, I created a series. It's like six days. And each day I give you a little mini training that can help you start right now to get your nutrition in order. So that comes to you immediately. Don't message me and be like, where's the, where are all the trainings? You don't get all of the trainings at once. They come over a series of days. So it'll be, and the reason I like to do that is because you could read something all at once and then it's just in your brain and it's information. The way I design these mini trainings for you is I give you a little bit of knowledge and then I give you an action step, something to do, something to practice so that you actually start putting it into practice. And that's, what's going to help you make change. Not just reading something. You read a lot of things by now, right? All right. That's what I have for you today. Have a great weekend. Move your body. Be kind to yourself. Love you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here. Mm-hmm.